And we are live. Wow, this is our very, very first show. Welcome to Galaxy Far, Far Away. I am Jay Bartlett, your host. My two mates here joining us, we have Al Stevenson and Jeff, the man. Jeff, wow, that's I'm using you, that. I'm using name. that. Yeah, moving forward. <laughs> Do I have yeah. to give you like a nickel every time I use that? Well, I feel like if there's a royalty issue there. Free, yeah. I might not be able to use it then. You guys made it. We're here. Oh, oh I yeah. should say definitely the man behind the curtain, our man Jake, who's uh, keeping keeping us live and keeping yeah. us together here. So hi, Jake. Howdy, howdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man. So you guys the made it despite oh, yeah. this uh, Easy. with this weather. Yeah. It's a little it's a little blowy out there, but it, I mean it's it's not too bad. It's Canada. We, we I feel like right. if you, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you true. can't take this, you know, you yeah. probably shouldn't be. Probably shouldn't live here. It's true. So what's going on, boys? How are you? Good. Yeah. Tired. Yeah. Really tired. Yeah. I've running my feet off lately, but you good. said you just uh, finished recording your podcast. I right? uh, no, I got the setup yeah. uh, all ready to go. So I got the mixing board. Finally, got the mic set up. Uh, I got my own little sort of square corner, my own little man cave in the basement there. So uh, okay. I've got a host, got a name. I still got to do an image and, and so you first started. recording. I haven't, I haven't done a first recording yet, but now I finally have all the pieces in place. So oh, hopefully, we'll we'll awesome. get that going. Soon, so maybe maybe I'll reveal that information here for the first time. On that would be pretty sweet. Well, I mean, because I maybe. should be a guest on that. that I would, be, I would think so. We'll trade for it, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll I'll talk come about. Over there and yeah, no, over there. for sure. We'll talk all the Star Trek you want. Oh no, okay. Jeff McDonald. So no, George Lucas is not here. My friend Al happens to uncannily look like George. Yeah. Like look, it's, at this. It's like, look at this. A really, right? really cool story. This is crazy. It is. It is. So, we're going back two years ago now? Two years. Mon oh. London Comic Con. October 17, 2017. Like I met you guys. Whoa. You yeah. dates. Oh, yeah. That's I'm good with yeah, That's perfect. Good. Yeah. So, um, our, our, our local group, Echo 3, we were doing an event at London Comic Con yeah. for uh, Star Wars for yes. Children's Self Foundation. And I think it was near the end of. The, was it the first day or Saturday? Saturday? It was Saturday, I met you guys. Saturday. Saturday. And we were all kind of standing around having a great time. And Al walks around the corner, and we all kind of just <laughs> froze, as you do the first time. It's crazy. When yeah. you think that you've seen it's the crazy. man himself. Yeah. And he came around the corner, and I, I wish I had to see my face then. <laughs> the biggest fanboy of all time. Like, oh, my God. And I kind of, yeah. I tried to keep my composure, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that good. Yeah. And I kind of ran up to you and said, hey, man. <laughs> ran. Ran's the, uh, ran's the uh, word there, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm Jay. At yeah. the very, I started off by saying, at the very least, can I get a photo with you? Right. I'd say, hey, yeah. how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. very least. Yeah. And you were gracious enough to take a bunch oh. of photos. Yeah. It was a great time. I, I had no idea. My experience with Comic-Cons were, that was my first one. I'd never been one before. I had heard about them, but I had, my, I'd, and I talked to my daughter, yeah. and she said, "Oh, Dad, this is really coming on. People dress up like their favorite superheroes. They have artists. They have guests from movies and and uh, and TV shows, and it's really starting to come on big. And we had tickets to go, and uh, uh, I was told that it was supposed to be in the." Agriplex across the street, but because of the venue problems, they had to go to the Progress Building. Right. So we got into the Progress Building, and the first thing I thought was, okay, we'll go left, or go to the right, and we'll walk around. And again, I talked about, I'm always amazed at the people that draw. I, I, oh, I'm yeah. terrible. My, my artistry is poor. But for somebody to pick up a black magic marker and draw amazing things, 
I'm still fascinated by that. People that paint, too. And we're walking around, and it got really hot. So I said, it was hot that it was oh, it was really crazy. They're, they're, they're having problems with the air. Yeah. And I just said, okay, we'll go down to the end of the aisle. We'll make a left turn yeah. and we'll go up to the corner and we'll make a turn again and we'll get outside to get cooled off. Yeah. Well, that's when I saw you guys. I saw the lightsabers and I thought, oh, there's a Star Wars group here. Great. Yeah, so we were we had a little a nice little spot kind of tucked in the corner. In the corner. Thank number. goodness by one of the doors that they that they eventually, eventually opened. opened. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I gotta ask you. So what yeah. were you what were you thinking? Like you have all these Star Wars fans kind of swarm you there. Were you like, <laughs> uh, all right, boy, back up? No, or? not really. I again, I had heard the the Lucas thing before, and yeah. many many times. I was in the grocery store one time, pushing a cart. And some guy walked by me and said, hey, man, thanks for making Star Wars. <laughs> and I said... Uh, I like George Lucas to be at the Metro. <laughs> that's like, that's like, right. In the pork chop aisle going, honey, what do you think of these? <laughs> and, I, and I just said, uh, gee, you're, you're more than welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. Because uh, you don't know what the reaction you're going to get from somebody because who's this guy could be a crazy fan. And I yeah. always say, oh, no problem. If you want to get a photo, no problem. Yeah. I always agree to it. Sure. Yeah. And when you guys came up, I was fine with that you know but i was also told by my girlfriend Anne marie yeah i'm either going to create a monster or i'm going to cure you if these people you walk by and they don't see it then walk out good. just keep moving sure the <laughs> dream's over so so you, <laughs> you, know, you left not what not um, happened we'll do the shorter version so you left yeah. and then you thought it was a really good idea to come back and kind of see how you could get involved with yes with like, the group and yes. that kind of thing. Yeah, you guys, you we had talked about fundraising possibly for an or, an organization we didn't know who, yeah. but we talked talked about maybe doing some fundraising. And when you guys said you were doing with Make a Wish and Children's Health Foundation, I yeah. perfect. That was great. Yeah. We yeah. were in. No, for sure. We were doing yeah through it. through my work. We're doing Make a Wish Foundation, and then yeah. through London Comic Con, it's all Children's Health Foundation. Yeah, Children's Health Foundation. So yeah. we were good with that. We were more than happy to to help out. And uh, uh, I was surprised at the reaction because, again, and my daughter tells me this: when you look in the mirror, you just see you. Of course. When people see you, they see a look-alike. They see somebody that they think might be him. Yeah. And I have to wear glasses to read with. So when I'm wearing reading glasses and I'm walking around, I get dizzy because a certain distance away is blurry. Sure. So I had to go out and buy glasses that were just plain glass to walk with. But I have to carry reading glasses to read stuff. But so, I had the walking reading at the so time. So pure coincidence, yeah. the frames were just pure coincidence. Yeah. And the hair, we're going to talk about the hair. The hair is perfect. It's, it's like exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the hair is like 80% of it, I find. Not but it was just... You know what I'm saying? The hair really works with it. A natural look. This yeah. is how it is. It's pretty traumatic. Yeah. I, I've heard you, you and uh, Anne talk a, a bunch of times about how when you go to get a haircut, you bring the picture of George and you're like, okay, it's going <laughs> to look this. just like this. And when they cut it too short, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> what have I done? Well, that's, when that's I started... Costume, yeah, like, after with after we joined you guys, the FM3 group, yeah. I wanted to make sure that if I'm going to do this as a lookalike, you have to be a lookalike. Sure. You have to look like this yeah, guy. Yeah, no, right? no. You're preaching the conversion so on this one. So there is somebody that that I go to that I haven't been to for a while that I'm going to start going back to that does do it right. But if you're going to do this, you have to do it right. You have to make sure that if you're doing a costume character, you look like the costume character. I don't have a costume. 
This is you, 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 you are the costume. Yeah. I mean, you are yeah, the costume. Putting your best efforts forth, you yeah. know. I mean, when when I was doing the Kylo Ren stuff, that was I wanted to look like him. I didn't mm. want to kind of look like it. I wanted to have the best. And speaking of the best, uh, we got Jeff, who's Aww. one of the best cosplayers. He's I've smooth. Seen. You're married, right? Because I mean, if not, we can talk. After. All right, <laughs> all right. It's good. It's good. Pretty slick. So Jeff, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw it up. Messiah complex cosplay. No, done. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There we go. So that's yeah. that's Jeff's stage. Name. That's my that's my that's my brand. Uh, you do Star Wars, of course. We'll get into I that. Do. But you do such amazing characters. I see you have a new Captain America that you do. I do. I did okay, that today. You do. Um, who else we got? We got Cable from Marvel and the best Negan I've ever. Oh, stop. Ever seen. Yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is yep. yeah, it, yeah, it was one of those um I same 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 with Alan. Like I'd had people throughout, especially after uh, Watchmen came out in two thousand nine that said, yeah. you, you kinda look like that that Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm-hmm. guy. I was like, Yeah, it's cool, whatever. And the first cosplay I ever did was uh Jane Cobb from Firefly, who was mm-hmm. uh, played by Adam Baldwin. So show that was on over a decade ago, it was only on for half a season. Then they did a movie, and then it was, just, huge and it was just gone. A that. huge cult following. And when I was doing that character and going out as that, the, the people that were really into that were really into that. But right. it had no broad appeal. Like People on the street had no idea who that guy was. Yeah. And then we were watching, my buddy and I were watching The Walking Dead live kind of as it was happening. And uh, the end of season six, the season six finale, they're all, all the main characters are... On their knees in the dirt at night. There's all these characters behind them with guns, and then an RV pulls up. What a scene! And this dude steps off that RV, yeah. and as soon as I watched him step off that RV, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be that dude. <laughs> so totally I, I, I was dude. a Walking Dead fan for quite a while. Did, did you read the books before? Or no. The first introduction to Negan was no. Show? So it, kind of a little bit of both. So the guy that I was watching it with, my good friend Dennis, mm-hmm. had read all the books, and then when it was talked about beforehand that Negan was gonna be on the show, he's like, Oh, you're gonna love this. This is gonna be great. So I. I knew, and I knew it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan that was cast, who I was already a fan of from yeah. his Watchmen days, and The Losers and a couple of other projects that he'd done. So I was really looking forward to it. I wasn't prepared when he stepped off and he had the slick back hair and he had the beard and he had the coat. And, the, and like, I wasn't prepared for how much I was going to be able to emulate that look based on how I already looked. Yeah. As soon as he stepped off the RV, I was like... Because they really... Robert Kirkman really changed... I don't know if it was to appeal more to a TV audience, but they really changed the way Negan was. Negan was... Much bigger guy, much bigger in the comics. Less, you know, no beard, lots of cussing. Yeah, yeah, he's very vulgar. Yes, Jeffrey U. Morgan. Well, still does a lot of the same dialogue. He's very charming. Oh, he's got some. Really, it's like the bad guy you kind of root for a little bit. You, you know? kind of get a sense of how these people loved him so much and followed him because he wasn't yeah. just a brutal tyrant, like whatever. Like he had a, a car, like a car, like a charisma, like a charm that yeah. just drew people in. So yeah, I bought a used leather jacket off Kijiji for sixty bucks. And Would you say that's one of the, the easiest costumes from there? you oh, do? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can do Negan. That's the nice yeah. part. Yeah. Like, it's a theme of the show. We're you do, like, you go to the next level. But we're talking <clears> off air about oh, there's the different levels of costumes. Yeah, and right. Jeff, I would say you're you're up there where you actually kind of embody the character. For specific characters. And when people come up to you, you kind of act like the character. When you, I did, um, just this past year, I did Rock the Park mm-hmm. here in London. Four-day music festival. Yeah. And this past year was the biggest one that they've ever had. And I was there for all four days as Negan. And for those four days, for each of the four hours that I was there, hot diggity dog, and just nothing but Negan the whole time. And I and I met up with some people afterwards, and, and the one guy I work with now, his wife was at that event. Yeah. And like she, she, he told me, he's like, she came up to me, and she was like, I think that dude really thinks he's Negan. 
Like I don't like he's he's pretty convinced I that he's that he's process. that guy. Yeah, so I, I don't do it with all of them. That's what I mean. Like I'm not like uh, we were talking earlier about Doctor Stevel and stuff. Like yeah. like those guys really center in and really embody. I can't do that with all the characters that I do because some of them don't really have that cult of personality like a Negan. Like That's it's so true. easy to slip into Negan and start getting on in that because he's so over the top with everything. It's easy to act out when you're doing that kind of stuff. So, so. I, I'm I'm kind of curious when when you start to become that character. Mm-hmm. You're looking in the mirror, getting dressed at home, or yeah. whatever. When yeah. do you start to let yourself go? Like, I'm sure there's that point. I, I faced that point when I was doing Kylo Ren, where it was like, I kind of feel silly. Sure. And then it's like, I'm going to do this or I'm not. And then at one point, you just snap and you become the character that's yeah. now stepping back. Yeah. So what was the transition? Like? For me, it was it's it really more. For me, cosplay is really about. There's, believe it or not, so Adam Savage, uh, one of the two guys that did Myth, Mythbusters, did a mm-hmm. TED Talk about cosplay. Mm-hmm. And he said it, it's specific. We don't call it costuming. We call it cosplay. And it's a, for me, it's always about I want to create a moment with someone. I want to create a narrative with someone and then invite them into that narrative. And I want them to have an emotional reaction to what I'm doing and, and, and how I'm portraying a character. And because Negan is such a, a divisive, polarizing, emotional character... That dude killed some, everyone's favorite character on the show. So I had people yeah. across cons screaming at me, calling me a murderer, yelling at me on the street, stopping me on the street to give me grief about about killing off Glenn. Yeah, Spoiler see. alert, killing off Glenn. And then at that point, I can either just be like, like you were saying earlier, I can just be a guy that just stands over the bat on shoulders and take a picture, or I can yeah. get into that character. So for me, it's ne- it's never standing in front of the mirror. For me, it's it's when I have that fan reaction with somebody, when I get to create that yeah. narrative with somebody, yeah. it locks in. It helps you and then a hundred percent. Because then I know I'm affecting someone emotionally, and they're going to walk away from that encounter having had that emotional experience. They're going to remember when they met Negan that day. That's so amazing. yeah. Rob McCallum Films is back with a vengeance. Power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion-dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Grayskull is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. In my opinion, Star Wars is such a big galaxy but it's really not. Yeah. It's really this tiny, tiny line that you have to go and follow. Yeah. So if you don't have the TIE fighter and X-Wing fight, yeah. well, then the what are you doing? If sure. you don't have the lightsaber fight, well, where's the Jedi? Yeah. Okay, and if you don't have the bar scene and all this, but then flip it over, it's like, and if you have this, well, then you're copying Empire. If you have walkers in Rogue yeah. One, you're copying Empire. Sure. If you have a lightsaber fight, you're copying Jedi. Yes. And yeah. it's just like... yeah. Yeah, and that's what I Where found too. Not, that like, was so. Even though I'm in the hate group, the hate for eight, I do yeah. find it funny that everyone's complaint about seven was it was too much, like the other Star Wars movies, and everyone's complaint for eight was it wasn't enough, like the other Star Wars movies. So then it's like, okay. what, do you, what, what do we want, kids? Like, so we before, gotta... before we get into eight, and I've been dying to talk Last Jedi for quite a while now. Oh, we're gonna let, let me paint you guys a scenario, okay? okay? So you guys are a couple of filmmakers, okay? You're just sitting in your office one day. You get the call. You're like, yo, what's up? I need work. It's Kathleen Kennedy. She's like, uh, you know, Jeff and Alan, I've uh, been following what you guys have been doing in the film industry. You guys are just amazing. Killing it. Filmmakers. Mm-hmm. You're We're killing rock stars, it. man. Okay. So much yeah. so that I want to hire you to write the sequel to Return of the Jedi. Okay. Let that sink in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let yeah. that sink in. Yeah. So write a sequel to... 
the greatest trilogy in ever, history. Yeah, ever made, yeah. essentially. What goes through your mind? So they're going to offer you, I don't even know what's a good amount. It's $10 oh, million? Dollars, you're going to drop a dump truck full of money up to my okay, house. Okay, so you're going to get more money than, than of course, you need. For sure. Do you have trouble processing this and accepting that job? Of knowing the, the, the burden you have on your shoulders. Can you imagine yeah. what J.J. Abrams felt? But didn't even he turn it down two or three times before he finally accepted it? He did. Uh, the the pressure would be unbelievable. Yeah. He he did, and he was just it was one of those like I can't how, how, I can't even say it. Ask like, ask, how, how ask you, Peter Jackson when he made the Hobbit. Ask that, him ask him how oh, hard yeah. it is to follow up an epic trilogy of he, films uh, that everyone loves. He went because he wasn't convinced uh, about doing the job, so he went to lunch with Kathleen Kennedy, and she just sat down and said, "I want you to answer this question and think about it. Who is Luke Skywalker?" And even to this day, when I hear someone say that, I get chills. Sure. So he's thinking over over lunch, who is Luke Skywalker? And then he starts thinking, coming up with what mm-hmm. he thinks the story should be. For sure. Out. And yeah. uh, would you guys accept that? Knowing, knowing farewell what Ryan Johnson and Gareth Edwards have dealt with yeah. social media-wise. Right. And they've been crucified. Absolutely. And called names. For and sure. God bless Ryan, because he's... He's hanging in touch. He's, he's hanging in touch. taking it, right? Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know, Al. What do you think? Would you? Uh, That's a tough. You, you got, I don't know, ridiculous amount of money. Fifty million dollars. You're going to be set for life, but you have to write this screenplay. <laughs> you to do, follow you, up, Return yeah. of the Jedi. You, you might be subject to public ridicule for the rest of your life. Thirty years later, yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Are you up to the task? That's that's a tough. That's a tough act to follow at any kind at any cost. Yeah. To to be able to come up with something that is going to be that next great Star Wars movie. That's got to be tough. Just even For anybody, even, even sitting there thinking yeah. about the, the main characters, Han, Leia, and Luke, you have to decide what's going to happen. To sure, them. knowing farewell that generally how a film is written and a series, some of them got to go. Sure, right? yeah. they got to be written out, right? And I think Harrison Ford had said something to that effect previous too. Yeah. Like, if I'm ever yeah. going to come back, my deal is he, he, he was he, he gets, was done he, at he kills. Uh, Empire. As a yeah. matter of fact, one no. reason uh, they put him in the carbonate, put him down yeah. into the carbonate. Yes. Was because he wouldn't sign the contract for the next. They one. didn't know if he'd so be there like, for Jedi. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, if Harrison doesn't sign this contract, we can end his story. He was frozen, yeah. given to the bounty hunter. Yeah. That's the end of that. Sure, kind of thing. No, so. that makes sense. Yeah, Jeff, what do you think? So I, you get that call. No, I, I think I have to turn it down. You turn it down. So I think so. And, and this is the thing too, and it, and it's not like I can't put myself in in someone like Ryan Johnson's or J.J. Abrams' shoes. Yeah. I, I get the enormous task that you have to do this to walk into a fandom that's so huge and so rabid and so passionate. About the product, so I, I know based on my own skills, there's no way I'm going to enter into that. Yeah. Not I don't even know if it's just for the media backlash though, or, or the fan backlash. I just think that the, the pressure to perform on that is just so 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 high. I would I would I would kill myself. Like I would be, I would be more worried about my reaction to it. If, if it went up on the screen after it hit editing, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, I, I what did I do? How would you like? How would you sleep at night? Yeah, I, yeah. How how would yeah. you not? Sit there and second guess every little scene that you're writing. Oh, maybe yeah. I should do this, yeah. and then then you start going to outside sources, and yeah. I think that would be a problem. See, yeah. I think that's what I would do. Like, yeah. do you guys think I should do this? Do you think I should do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you should do this. Yeah. And then where where Lucas and Phantom Menace, he didn't want anyone's input. He was kind of well, control and that and that tweaks it a lot too, right? Yeah. Because if it's just if the Return of the Jedi comes out in what 83, 83, yeah. 83 and then I'm making a movie in two thousand nine to continue that story, that's a different animal altogether but then there was these three prequel movies like like you said at the time were great but have aged very very poorly amongst yeah. the fandom yeah 
now I have pressure to not redo that, but to try to capture that magic from the original. Like, it it's almost seems like the magic of the original has already been sullied in a lot of the fans' minds. So am I going to then jump on that? Yeah. And now I have to worry. Can you, I you recapture gotta, the magic, or am I get just the guy that's making the new prequels? you got to pay homage to, obviously, 4, 5, and 6. Sure. Which are three of the greatest movies in film history. Absolutely. You also have to tip your hat to the millennials and put prequel references in there with... Out pissing off the hardcore fans. That's right. Yeah, it's a tightrope. And at the same time, create new characters that are yeah. somehow going to live in the shadow of Darth Vader and the Emperor and all yeah. these great Finn and Rain kind villains. Of that, yeah. I mean, Vader's yeah. probably the greatest cinematic villain of all yeah. time. Right, so it's, how do you do that? So I'm, I'm trying to even think, like, yeah. if I got that call, so you're going to have as much money as you want, you're set, you're going to go through a, a pretty big roller coaster ride for a couple of years because you know you got to write it. Then you gotta screen it. Then you gotta go through all the press tours and all that kind of stuff. And then you have to deal with the backlash. Yeah. I don't know. Is it worth it? Is that much money worth the hassle you're gonna get? JJ seemed to take it pretty good, and his yeah. backlash was nowhere nearly near, nowhere near what, what Last Jedi. What's uh, Ryan Johnson? Even Gareth yeah. Edwards had. Gareth Edwards Rogue One. He did Rogue One, yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest complaint I hear from most people is that. Um, the characters were just, they weren't very interesting. They were cardboard cutouts. And of course, the, the yeah. Tarkin gra uh, CG graphics, and right. what they did with Carrie Fisher, and yeah. Thing, yeah. which I thought served the story. It did. So I don't really it care did. how you get there, if it's a puppet or what it is. I get it, it's supposed to be Princess right. Leia. And sure. Peter Cushing's not around either. Yeah. And they yeah. wanted to put Tarkin in that story. So yeah. I think it was fine. You know what, it's, it's funny too, is I find sometimes with a movie like that, there, you can have a key scene that can save a movie. You can have a key single scene or a key two scenes in the film that will still leave you with a good memory of that movie. I always reference yeah. Captain America: Civil War. I know we're not on that right now. Oh but yeah, yeah. Well, if for those who've seen it, if if you if that if the airport fight scene in that film doesn't happen, because the rest of that movie, if you watch the rest of that movie, it's kind of a mess. Like that's when Spider-Man comes all right? the that's Yes, the yeah, and then yeah. Giant and Goliath. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic scene. Right. And when you think back on that film, you think warmly of it, but mostly because of that particular airport scene. Yeah. And I find the same thing with Rogue One. I enjoyed Rogue One. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that end scene when Vader comes down that hallway and just wrecks all those Imperial yeah. guys or all those Rebel Alliance guys, and yeah. then you see Leia turn at the end. That saved that movie for me 100%. Yeah. I, I must like, say, it was really cool to see Vader actually use his powers. Like a yeah. leash. Like we'd never see seen it. Oh, yeah. so yeah, great. That, that, was, that was literally, he cut through those guys like a hot knife through. Yeah, it was the coolest there fragment was of cinema I'd seen. There wasn't oh, yeah. anybody that could, you know, with all of those people there trying to stop him, he walked right through <laughs> them so like great. he was just, yeah. It's like he didn't stop and he's yeah, crushing yeah. and throwing yeah. and reflecting. Yeah. 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 Everyone Amazing. was just like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because it's what we've been wanting to see for so many years. Our, yeah. our buddy uh, Chris, who does Darth Vader, yeah. he, you know, we were sitting beside each other. And oh, he, he must have like, just been on fire. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is your scene, man. Because <laughs> it's one thing to see Vader own a room and just stand there. Like, yeah. that's scary and it's all sure. right. To actually see him yeah. unleashed in the yeah. fog, and that yeah. red saber comes out, and you're like, "Oh, we're gonna see." It's this. almost <laughs> like a, almost like a horror movie. Yeah, it's yeah, like, a little bit. They can't escape, but the doors are locked. And, yeah. and that yeah. one rebel guy comes up to the window, and he's pounding to get out and stuff, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Like, but, so yeah. great, yeah. so great." Okay, so let's talk about eight. <clears throat> let's talk about eight. Uh, do we have to? Um, we do. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm interested to right. hear. We'll talk about it. Your thoughts. Um, I want to get Alan in on it first because he actually liked it. Yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, liked I, I, I liked the movie. Uh, new characters were brought in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I know you guys are a lot more as far as the knowledge of of, of Star Wars and that. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, for well, me it was well, an entertainment. Yeah, I, mean, I enjoyed the movie because it was, it it was it took me away from and I was with these people. I was with the rebels. Yeah, Ru- yeah. They were running and they were trying to get away, and watching as they were now. If I'm but these they they've got the ship coming the big crew the, the bad guys are coming together. they're coming yeah, yeah. and they're picking these guys off yeah and they're waiting who's next you know I, lo- I love the premise of the film and I realize you uh. could really as I'm sure just gonna do <laughs> you could dissect it just say, no. why didn't they just you know they all escaped to the just, casino just planet why didn't they just quick. do that like four or five more oh, times yeah. I get it I get it yeah. but I thought the idea that they were just basically running away. Uh, and then it it literally took place minutes after Force Awakens ended. Yeah. Well, you know, like a few hours or whatever. Yeah. Is. Um, but I, I think I'm going to say before you get into why. Yeah, no, for sure. It, yep. One of the major problems I had was I don't think that JJ and Ryan Johnson collaborated Talked at much all? at all. Yeah. Because JJ does a wonderful job of setting up all these characters, building them up, really making Ray's parents important. Like sure. You want to know, obviously, there's this scene where she's seeing stuff happen and you know her parents leave her there it's really important who these people are is it Luke is it Han is it Force users is it Obi-Wan is it yeah yeah, right and then it turns out that they're really nobody if Kylo was if if, if, that's right yeah Yeah. uh, they're just they were just nobody junkers I think she doesn't have an exciting story and she was in fact just left there to be right subversive I, I think that's my only real gripe with it was there's just a lot of things I wanted answered that JJ set up and they were never answered or they right. kind of were yeah. and it was just kind of like oh here it is but you're unsatisfying like, like, yeah. and her, her parents are nobody no, like Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, oh, all right, sure. Let, no, so I, let, let's yeah, hear it. So, this is going to be, this is going to be, this is going to be so bad. Uh, I do a lot of reading online. I go to movie websites all the time to read about see, that's movies and first, such. That's, that's the problem, problem, right? So yeah. all that, that toxic fandom that everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. There, there seem to be two, and I don't know why it has to be one or the other, but there seem to be two sort of schools of thought on it. The first was Star Wars fatigue. That's what I heard a lot of. And I remember when they first talked about having a new Star Wars movie every year. Oh, that's really ambitious. But as a fan, I was like, yeah, I want a new one every year. Yeah. And as long as the stories stay fresh and the movies are good, yeah. I mean, Marvel puts out two or three a year mm-hmm. with similar formulas, and they're just nailing it every single time in, in the same universe. Yeah. So if they can do it, why can't Star Wars? So I don't really buy into the fatigue angle. Uh, the other the other thing is, is um, we just don't get it. It's just too deep. It's too. It's not. It's not a typical Star Wars film. But we we try to be subversive with it. We try to take it in different directions that you weren't expecting. It's very, very heavy. You like, had some expectations yeah. for what you want. Exactly what you're talking about. You had yeah. some expectations, and because they weren't met, I don't really like that argument either. To be honest with you, what I, what I want to see is is a good film. I want to see a good story, and I found especially with a. It seemed like they started with the conclusion. They started with the premise. A ragtag band of rebels or resistance fighters are trying to escape the oppressive First Order. Which, by the way, is is the first scene in the film and the last scene of the film. So there's not a whole lot of story progression overall either, unfortunately. And yeah, I can start to pick apart, like, why didn't Holdo just talk to Poe for 30 seconds and just tell her, dude, this is what I'm doing. Because it eliminates the entire movie You really didn't supply. need the Holdo character. Yeah. It, I mean, it I seems. thought she was a great character. Laura Dern, it was fantastic yeah, seeing her on screen again. The whole, uh, yeah, the Casino Planet gig, that whole thing with Finn. I, I love John Boyega, and I think he does a fantastic job. But the, the, yeah. it seemed like that was shoehorned in just to give his character something to do. Nothing's resolved. Nothing's done. It has no impact on the overall story. So... 
there was just too many elements like that that I felt story-wise didn't work. And it's not because... It's not because it's subversive. It's not because it's, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars film. It's not felt like a Star Wars film after all. Yeah. But it, it just didn't feel like a very well-written, well-structured, well-plotted Star Wars film. That's all I need. I can have four or five Star Wars films a year. Just just make them good. Right. I, I agree with you about the fatigue. I don't think it's fatigue. Because like you said, there is a Marvel movie. They seem to have a sub-Marvel movie. Yeah. What is it? Spring? No, they have the big Winds Avengers, May? Uh, April. April this year. So that's the big one, okay. April 27th. And I'm, I'm definitely not, I'm not a huge, I like comic books, but I'm not a huge fan of when you take uh, Captain America or Thanos, the way they look in the pages of a book, and you put them on the screen. To me, it doesn't translate. Right. Because I don't see Thanos, like, I know him, I see Josh Brolin. And sure. I'm like, Thanos doesn't have human eyes, yeah. he has white eyes. So right. Contacts would have sure. that, or computer graphics. Sure. Um, but Marvel is is killing it, and they're just pounding these out. And everyone loves Infinity War. Sure, that was a story that was written in 1991. Yeah, called the Infinity Gauntlet. It was yeah. a six part series that crossed over through Hulk and Spider Man and all of it. It was fantastic. Don't get yeah. me wrong. No, I loved it. But I everyone it. now is like, "Well, this movie's so great." It's like, well. It is great, but it's not an original story at all. It's, no. It's something that was written decades prior. Yeah. But they're killing it, and no one ever says there's Marvel fatigue. If, there's a few people that say we're getting way too many superhero yeah. movies. Like, it's starting to get really obscure now. Like, but not targeting one specific Marvel. No one, everyone came out of Infinity War going, there's just too many. That's why That's why we didn't like Infinity War, because there's just too many Marvel movies. Yeah. And no one's saying that. Yeah, everyone exactly. loved Infinity War. Well, most people loved Infinity so War. So I don't, I don't believe it's the fatigue. <laughs> I think um, the expanded universe... Um, is basically there's what they call the dark times in Star Wars fandom. And that was from 1985 till around 1994 where there wasn't a lot of the, the action figure line ended in 85 mm-hmm. and then there was not much else except this expanded universe which right. is basically Lucas right. gave license to any authors who wanted to continue the stories of his characters. Right. Han, Luke, Leia. Yeah. You want to introduce and make new characters? That's great. However... If and when I ever decide to tell the backstory of Obi-Wan or tell the, the origin of Boba Fett, I'm going to write it how I want and I'm not going to follow what you, what you guys have done. Because there's been lots of stories on Boba Fett yeah. that are completely erased now because right. of what George decided to do with Boba Fett. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. If, if like, like Trek, Trek fans deal with this mm-hmm. when they bring out like a new Star Trek show, yeah. I, like, do you guys know? Do you guys follow Star Trek at all? Like, I, I did. I haven't since probably Enterprise. The new one, Discovery. the new show Discovery just yeah. came out. So, are there fans backlashing and saying, "Well, that's not Kirk at the helm," so I don't want anything? No, to do I've heard that. nothing but nothing. rave reviews. Yeah. For so Discovery it's really so just the Star Wars yeah. thing, which is strange. It's no, like, I think no. no, I think it still goes back to the original argument that just I just made. Star Trek Discovery is a very well made, well put together show. I don't think people care. And Enterprise right. wasn't. So people didn't come up for that in droves, even though it had some of the familiar elements. It was they were on the Enterprise. It didn't. Ha- it wasn't well put together. And this new Discovery show, they put a lot of money into it. The 
they've done a brilliant job of writing it. They cast it very well, and they're just writing great episodes that people are really, really into. Yeah. That's all I do need you think, to do. Do you think going back to episode eight, do you guys think that maybe the story was just a little too complex for the average moviegoer? I'm not saying you have to be a genius, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot yeah. of characters. There's a lot of th- subplots. There's this guy's going to go good, and he's bad, and this guy's bad, and he's good, and there's well, what's funny is in the background. I think the best part of that film is is the the Ray Kylo dynamic. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That that element of it was fantastic. Everything else I thought was I didn't think it was complex. I thought it was just a mess that didn't make any sense. I don't know if that's me not getting it. I guess that's possible. Well, there's a, like I said, when I put on The Last Jedi, like I like to throw on a movie while I'm doing stuff around the house sure. or whatever. I can't put on The Last Jedi because you have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Like you have to sit there and you're examining all the dialogue. Where right. you put on Solo. Solo's just a fun ride. Yeah. yeah. So right. imagine imagine thinking that and thinking how deep and complex that is and then realizing that the beginning yeah. of that movie is the First Order pursuing a small band of rebels across the galaxy and then the last scene of the movie is the First Order going after a small band of rebels yeah. across the galaxy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, if I, we're going to add that many layers into it and we're not really going to progress the story at all, other than some of the rebels died. And there's, li- there's, well, there's only... And, and then Luke There's died, 12 so. left. Yeah. There's 12 resistance left. Yeah. Including Leia. Sure. Right, so... Well... There's literally 12 of them well, in well, the Falcon. kind of. Yeah, right? it won't. It won't be in the next film, obviously, because Carrie Fisher, rest in peace... Yeah. That has, has since passed. So. Yeah, and, and I know. I think they're going to incorporate some old footage from. There's from some cut the Force scenes Awakens. from yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. other two. I yeah. think they're yeah. going to use, but how they're going to write her out is going to be interesting. That's going to be yeah. a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why don't you take this time and tell us? Uh, do a little plug where, where everyone do can find plug-in. you and what you're doing these days. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, across pretty much all social media. So Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's Messiah Complex Cosplay. Um, next convention I will be at will likely be Kitchener Comic Con that's the first weekend in March Uh, the next big convention that I'll be at that I'll be working at a convention is going to be uh, March Toronto Comic Con I'll be working with my friend Teresa at her green screen booth big studio I'm going to spend some time with her Um, in fact we're going to do some Star Wars stuff too for that one um, Sarnia Pop Culture Show comes on uh, April 14th. I'll be a special guest for that show. That's in Sarnia, Ontario. And then April 27th is CK Expo. That's in Chatham, Ontario. And I will be a special guest and a host for the cosplay contest for that particular venue, too. So a bunch of really good stuff coming up. Um, that's uh, You can see all of that and information on all of that uh, on my social media. Again, Instagram, if you're looking to get a hold of me for uh, bookings or what have you, Instagram is your best bet. So it's just Messiah Complex Cosplay all one word uh, but you can also reach out on Facebook and Twitter I'm again the same handle across all that stuff yeah and if you guys if you if you see Jeff at the cons definitely say hi to him mm-hmm. uh, same with Al I mean you couldn't ask for two friendlier guys and they're happy to take photos with you and answer any of your questions um yeah, I mean, I'd like to thank Nerdy Northerners. I mean, how cool is this? Amazing. I put out a post uh, about a month ago that uh, I was looking to do the old podcast again. Yeah. And uh, Jake gets a hold of me and says, well, how'd you like to do a video one? I'm like, yeah, love it. Yeah. heck yeah. Yeah, man, you're pretty. You got to do this for sure, <laughs> man. Come down here. He's got all these cameras, all these lights, no, all these cables genius. ready for no, us. I love it. I just tell him a few ways I want to set it up, and yeah. here we are. We got a weekly show going. So Beautiful. thank you, Jake. I love you. Yes, we love you too, yeah, Jake. I do have a couple questions here. All right, fire him uh, off, yeah. <laughs> Jay Kurt 66 asking, what are the thoughts of a possible Ewok movie? Well, there has been two. The telemovies, right? Yeah, there's been the... The uh, made-for-TV Ewok yep. movies. There's yep. been two already. Yeah, fun one kid with, films. Actually, with uh, Wilford Brimley was in one of them. Yeah, nice. um, they were great for for yeah. the time. I mm-hmm. mean, like, do they hold up now? 
if you're looking at it through the eyes of a child, sure, sure they're they're made for kids. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be a sarcastic question or not. But well, the, you know, it, it, interesting enough, Disney has their new uh, streaming platform coming up. So is that something? Yeah, that Disney Plus. Yeah, for sure. I I think that would be. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it would be cool. I don't think you could really have a series based around the Ewoks. So they had the cartoon, but yeah. having the Ewoks speak English is a little strange. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Now they're just, just, just weird Care Bears. It's not. It doesn't work out very well. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember okay. when George That's did right. the, uh, yeah. the special editions and they were blinking. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Stop, oh, stop doing that. Right. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. I yeah. can't see it happening. Yeah. But. We got uh, Megan Ashley asking, ideal episode nine. Oh, what would happen? Kind of what would happen? I think so, yeah. Okay. You're the Kylo guy, so I think this is, you got to feel this one for sure. <laughs> Episode 9. All my cool kids are gone. So now. this is what kind of I envisioned. Yeah. I'm right. trying to keep my expectations low. Sure. Yeah. I always saw Kylo and Ray face off at the end, but you would see both sides of the Force. So behind Kylo, I think you would see Darth Vader's ghost, and you'd see Palpatine... And Snow he would somehow and... draw from their energy and right. the Ray's side. You would have Obi Wan, Yoda, Luke. Sure. Yeah. Right. And there would just be this massive force battle mm-hmm. of the likes of which we have never seen. Right? It'd be <laughs> something like that. That's how I foresee it. I mean, how how else can you end it? And wouldn't it be cool too if you had Vader and then you had Anakin? That would be on cool. the good side. That so would be kind of cool. Both. Yeah. 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 So do you you don't want to see a turned. Kylo, you you want oh, him to be bad shady. and just stay bad. I think they're, you know, when him and Ray fight to survive in episode eight, which is one of the coolest scenes in that film, for sure. You kind of almost see it, and then once again he says he doesn't, and you can see at the end of the movie when he picks up Han's dice and he looks at Ray and she just shuts the door right. of the Falcon, like nope, like that's it. Right. I mean, I've given you like. 50 chances yeah, 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 to, yeah. To, yeah. to come over. That's, that's it. Yeah, even Anakin, though, killing all the younglings, doing all the terrible things, and then all the Vader stuff, but still at the very end of Jedi, he finally turns, and then he gets to be a good Force ghost. Like, he gets to be on the side well, of the You don't want to see that for Kylo. You want to see him back yeah, in the Yeah, I want to see him. It, he's obviously going to be defeated. I don't want to see him turned. I think he's gone too far now. I think he's just pure evil. Sith for life. And you need that big bad guy. If for Snoke's, sure. If Snoke's gone, yeah. well, I think big, Kylo Ren... Is now going to embody yep. the Emperor and Vader, so he's just going to be all powerful. Yeah. yeah, and it's supposed to be, I think, a year after Last Jedi, so he's okay. had some time to develop and get even more evil. Yeah, right, so, okay, yeah. I'm good with that. Eviler, eviler. Yeah. I'm last one here from Scotty Hens. Okay, thoughts on the Marvel Star Wars comics? Oh, I think they're fantastic. Yeah, you guys read any of them? I haven't. I haven't had an opportunity, unfortunately. Yet, no. no. Yeah, the, there's the main Star Wars one, which is great. Um, Follows in between. I've I've read up in, in between the New Hope and Empire. I think they're fantastic. The Darth Vader one. There's a Lando one. Chewbacca, Doctor Aphra. They have all these great stories, and they kind of interconnect like the old Marvel books used yeah. to. Yeah, I think they're awesome. I saw the coolest panel the other day. I was just uh, I haven't seen any of the comics, but there was one of the panels, and it was Vader, and he was like kind of like in a valley, and there was all these hillsides around him, and and there's all of these rebel forces around him, and they say you're surrounded, and he says by fear and dead men, and then yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what I want. That's exact. Yeah. So if that's yeah. indicative of how the Marvel so, comics are, then that makes perfect sense. It, it truly does justice to the characters. Yeah. I think they're fantastic. I wasn't a big um, Star Wars comic reader. The original set. I mean, I have a few of the issues, but they're very tongue in cheek. This, these are very serious. They're dead. So. Yeah, big fan. Answers. Big fan. Nice, nice. Hmm. Okay, well, wrap up? this is great. I think we should uh, definitely do it again, guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. wonderful guests and 
Yeah. I mean, it's really just a conversation, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, get at us, guys, on Facebook, uh, Galaxy Far, Far Away, the show. Share the page, spread the word around. Uh, if you're looking to be a guest, we love to have local people here in the studio. I think also soon we're going to try and do some call-ins, too, as well, I think, in the future. If we get that far advanced. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. This uh, means the world to me. This is uh, something I wanted to do for a long time. Jeff and Alan, you guys are kick-ass buddies. So thanks for having us. And... Uh, that's it, guys. Can I so, say uh, thanks? Thanks as well to Jay yeah, for yeah, inviting absolutely. us out and yeah, having us talk on the podcast. You. Your first episode. This is amazing. A great opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys, guys next Friday, Friday same time. time. Uh, may the force be with you. Guys, please join me every single Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Twitch for Galaxy Far, Far Away, the show on the Nerdy Northerners Network.